All right. So we're about 20 till 8. So we're just getting started. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. So uh, let's do this. Um, I'm, I'm waiting on the Lord. I think some of you know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm waiting on the Lord. Uh, let's go ahead and receive tonight's offering. Let's do that. I know that we've been receiving the offering at the end uh, after the word, but I just feel like we need to move right into the offering. And uh, let's take care of that. And, and I mean that in the best of ways because this is worship. How many of you know giving is worship? Come on, how many of you know wor worship is giving and giving is worship? If you need an offering envelope tonight, lift your hand high so we can serve you. If you need an envelope, you can open your app right now. You can give. You can give online safely and securely. VictoryFLA.com. God. <laughs> I'll have what he's having. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you ready to give tonight? Are you still drinking? <laughs> Are you ready to give tonight? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. <laughs> Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, pour out the love of the Father in this house. Pour out the love of God. Pour out the love of God.
It's the best offering we're ever going to take this year so far. So far, this year, I'm going to say uh, this is going to be the best offering we've ever received this year thus far. <laughs> Folks, I need the joy of the Lord so bad in my life right now. My, my father is about ready to cross the threshold into eternity. He's in hospice care. There's so much going on in our lives, in our world. And I'm telling you right now, I need the joy of the Lord. You need the joy of the Lord. Just drink. Hallelujah. Father, we bless this offering. We give it to the glory of the King's name. We pray that every offering that's received in 2023 is a miracle, miracle, miracle offering. That there is a super abundance from El Shaddai. Super abundance, more than enough for every household, for every individual, for every individual, for every household, and for victory, a church of your presence, that there will be abundance in the house. Just lift your hands right now and let faith arise, faith for God is the one who calls those things that are not as though they already were. And so by faith, just receive super abundance for 2023 in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, shout an amen. Come on, church. Go ahead, ushers. Go ahead, ushers. Well, Jeannie's happy right now because for the first time in 15 days, she's pain-free right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. There's glory. There's glory in this place. I and mean, while we're giving tonight, we just, we just thank you, Lord, for the release of healing wonders. Healing wonders and miracles be released tonight that you will know in your body you have been healed, that you will know. Those of you watching online, you will know. You will know. You'll go into the secret place, the private place. You will know you have been healed by the hand of God. The touch of heaven came upon you. And God has made all things new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That happened about 45 minutes ago when I was in worship. I just kept, I took, we were, I think we were singing about the resurrection life of God. And I, of course, I had the green flag, which speaks of life. <clears throat> and it speaks of resurrection life, newness of life. And I was just decreeing that over the house, just waving that over the family, declaring resurrection life, healing, healing, healing. Isn't God good? 
Grab your Bibles tonight. Let's do it. What I'd like to do is I'd like you to save your place in Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to get there, I promise. So I'm going to preach my way to the text, and then we're going we're gonna to really eat and ingest a whole lot of text from the words of Jesus tonight. We're, uh, we're moving into a time of fasting. We begin uh, actually at midnight tonight, and the fast begins. This is our first fast, uh, quarterly fast. It's our seven-day fast. We will be meeting here every night. So after this service, tomorrow night, we are meeting from 6.30 to 8. 6.30 to 8, we are meeting Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll be here every single night on the campus. <clears throat> we'll be meeting in the Life Center. And I believe on Thursday night, we'll all be in the sanctuary. Is that right, honey? Excellent. It's going to be a powerful time. And uh, each, each day, our team will be releasing uh, a word, a devotional to help us focus. And, of course, that will be released tomorrow morning from myself. <clears throat> and I, be, I believe it's going to be a great blessing to you. Uh, we're in a very special time, once again, of consecration. I, I want to encourage you to take some notes. We're turning the page right now. Amen? This is good. <clears throat> We're in a very special time of consecration, and with consecration comes humility. And what we do in our fast is we actually we open the door of our heart to a deeper, more intimate place, a more, a more powerful place with our relationship with the Lord. And what you do in fasting is <clears throat> you are setting yourself apart unto the Lord. To be holy is to be set apart. Say that with me. To be holy is to be set apart. Say it with me again. To be holy is to be set apart. Set apart for what? Unto the Lord. When we fast, we are consecrating our lives unto the Lord. All that we are, we're setting ourselves apart, holy unto the Lord. The Apostle Paul, he told us that when we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, he said that it's, it's actually our reasonable service. He said it, it's, it's not even radical. It's not wild. It's just reasonable. I want you to look at Romans 8 with me for just a moment in the New King James. It'll be behind me. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. See that again? It's your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to read this to you out of the Passion Translation. Again, it will be behind me tonight. Put it in your notes. Take some notes tonight. I, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to surpass what I'm going to say and be able to say and articulate in the natural. He's just going to seed it. He's going to seed it right into your spirit tonight. Beloved friends, <clears throat> what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? Isn't that awesome? To, re to surrender yourselves to God, to be His sacred living sacrifices. I love that word, sacred. To be His sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. And I, I need you to grab hold of that tonight. 
that fasting is a genuine expression of worship. Fasting is a love language unto the Lord. Fasting is not a religious duty. Can you hear me tonight? Are you with me? Fasting is not a religious duty. Fasting is a love language unto the Lord. Fasting is an expression of our worship unto the King. Verse 2, stop, intimid- stop imitating Excuse me. the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. I want to pause right there. Look at it again. Be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. I have to say this, and I believe I may, may have touched on this last week. It is the ministry of the Holy Spirit that transforms you from the inside out. I, I have said this many times. <clears throat> Christianity is not a sin management program. Christianity is not a, a, a behavioral modification. Christianity is the transformation of a man and a woman by the power of the Holy Spirit from within. It, it, is, it is not your responsibility to change yourself. It is not your responsibility. You know, God's already taken responsibility for you. That could be very liberating for someone in here. God has taken full responsibility for you. And He promises by the infilling of the Holy Spirit to make sure He transforms you into the very image and the likeness of the Son of God. That's Romans chapter 8 that I'm talking about. The Spirit of God transforms you into the likeness and the image of the Son. That is our destiny. That is my destiny to be conformed to the image of the Lord. But that does not happen by my effort. That doesn't happen by my strength. It comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not by might. It is not by power. It is by the Spirit of the Lord. Transformation takes place on the inside, within, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Say amen, church. So it's an inward transformation by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. And this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His ways. I love this. This is a grand thought. And I want you to think about it tonight. God is already in every day of 2023. He's already in every day day of 2023 where we are about to go. Think about that. He's the perfect father that I prayed this earlier that has come alongside and he's taken you by the hand and he is walking you as a good father. He's taking you by the hand and he's walking you as a good father throughout every day of 2023. It's awesome. You know what that does? It gives me confidence. It gives me hope. It gives me perfect assurance. It gives me peace. It gives me rest. Knowing that whatever we're going to face as individuals, whatever we're going to face as individuals, whatever we're going to face as families, whatever... Whatever the ecclesia, whatever the church is going to face in 2023, whatever America is going to face, the Holy Spirit is going to carry us. The Father is going to take us by the hand and walk us through every day. You need to have great peace tonight. Come on, give the Lord praise. Go ahead. Every day. 
You should have perfect assurance, perfect peace, perfect peace. That sounds pretty good. I like that out there. I want to decree a few things. I felt this today as I was in prayer. Those of you that don't know, I'm I'm here all day. I I get here Saturdays early in the morning just to be with the Lord and then let Him bake the fresh bread of His Word. And then I'm just your server tonight. How's that? You guys are thinking about that basket of bread at Carabas right now. I am too. Glory to God. The fast is coming. Stay alert. <laughs> Stay alert. We, uh, we are officially untying the boat tonight from the, the land of food <laughs> and getting out on the water. But in January, I'm, I want to make these declarations tonight that January is going to be a month full of the victory and the joy of the Lord. Come on, a victory. Come on, church. Take a hold of it. Take a hold of it. Victory and the joy of the Lord. I believe we're going to experience such a refreshing of the grace of God. Life has been very heavy. Life has been very intense. We have been well weathered, but here's what's happening. God is transforming us. He's transforming you and I into mighty overcomers. Do we have any overcomers in this house? I said, do we have any overcomers in this house? God is transforming you and I into mighty overcomers. There's going to be such a refreshing, such a mighty, beautiful refreshing of the grace of God. It's going to feel like the total, the atmosphere has completely been cleared out. You're just going to, you're going to feel the open heavens. It's a total refreshing of the grace of God. I received that for myself right now. I believe God's going to give us this month strategies. If you're taking some notes, this is a key word, strategies. God's going to give you creativity. He's going to give you and I creativity as we seek Him. He's going to give us fresh inspiration, an increase of wisdom, and an increase of understanding. Doors are going to open for you from El Shaddai. Who is El Shaddai? He's the God of more than enough. There's going to be a super abundance and a divine outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in revival. I just I have to make that announcement to you right now. You need to understand what's happening in this place. We are in revival. I'm a revival on legs. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's how I feel in here. (laughs) Isaiah chapter 3. Brian, what about Matthew 6? We're going to get there. Don't get nervous. Isaiah 3. I have to declare this tonight. Verse 10 and 11. Say to the righteous. You see it there? Say to the righteous. Who's the righteous? Are the righteous in the house? I can't hear you. Are the righteous in the house? Say to the righteous, it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe to the wicked, for it shall be ill with them, for the reward of his hand shall be given him. God's going to bless you 
because you are the beloved you are the righteous you are the righteous ladies and gentlemen i have to remind you tonight the future does not belong to the god mockers the future does not belong to the god haters the future belongs to god's righteous and the righteous are bold as lions Say to the righteous, it will, it, it will be well for them. That was good. I believe for the righteous, this is going to be a year of great recovery. I want to say that again. I believe for the righteous, it's going to be a great year of recovery. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8, and I'm going to set this up for just a moment, and, and many of you are probably familiar with it. it. It's the most difficult moment at the battle of Ziklag for David, and all of his, all the mighty men, their wives, their children, they have been taken into captivity, and at this point, uh, it's an epic moment because all of David's mighty men, they want to rise up, and they literally want to kill David. And I, I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine. I mean, I can't even imagine the mighty men in this house at Victory so upset at me that they're, they're done with me. They want to they put me to death. You think about this. You put yourself in the text. This is powerful. And here he is. David's at that epic breaking point. But it says this concerning David. It says he strengthened himself in the Lord, and then he was given a promise. And here was the promise. Pursue... For you shall surely overtake them and recover all. I believe this year is going to be a year of divine recovery. Some of you have hit your breaking point. Some of you have been like David. You, you hit the breaking point. You hit a threshold, a place in 2022 that you couldn't even talk to people about. You started going through some intense turbulence that if you would have started telling your friends, their heads would have spun off and popped off their, their shoulders. I know what I'm talking about. I understand the intensity of the warfare of, of this hour. David strengthened himself when his men wanted to kill him. He got before the Lord and he worshiped and he poured himself out to the king. And he was refreshed in the glory, the presence of the Lord. And then the promise came. Pursue. You shall surely overtake. And you shall recover all. I'm decreeing this over you tonight. It's going to be a, a divine year of recovery. Can you say amen? amen? 2023. We'll see lost things restored. We will see lost things restored. God is inviting us right now. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is summoning you right now to overtake and recover all. Fasting is preparation. Write it down. Fasting is preparation. It gets us ready. Fasting gets us ready spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially. It touches all the recesses of our lives. We need to ask the Holy Spirit afresh for strategy for this year, for our lives and our families, and for this ministry, and for the ecclesia throughout this nation.
We need to ask for divine strategy for the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. We need to pray for deliverance from evil and wicked leadership. Fasting is the method of transformation within. It's the, it's the transformation within. We're very familiar with this scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. For if anyone is in Christ, they are, these, these are, this is a powerful, powerful words. They are a new creation. A new creation. They're a brand new man. The old things are truly passing away and all things are becoming new. Hallelujah. All things can become new this year. The Word of God is true. I said the Word of God is true. The Word of God is true. Believe it. Believe it. God is the one who makes all things new. Hallelujah. Fasting is a flesh-burning agent. (laughs) It's a killer of flesh. Did you know that? You know, food should not have authority over us. Uh, Let me say it again. Food should not have authority over us to control us emotionally. Fasting kills fleshly cravings. Fasting craves, or excuse me, destroys fleshly promotion. Fasting kills fleshly pride. Fasting kills... uh, fleshly imaginations, fasting prunes and cuts, fasting severs what needs to go. That word that we were singing in the very beginning, it removes the what? It removes the clutter. Fasting removes the clutter. It gets the clutter out of the way. But it also, as as it prunes, you know, the same sword that wounds you is actually the same sword that heals you. Because the Word of God is alive. It is active. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two edged sword. It cuts and divides and it pierces between literally the soul and the spirit, the bone and the marrow. It also discerns the intentions and the thoughts of men and women. The Word of God is active. The same sword that wounds you is the same sword that heals you. What am I saying? I'm saying when you are fasting and the Lord is pruning you and He is flaying you and He is cutting you, the other thing that He's doing is He's healing you and He's bonding you to perfect union with the Holy Spirit. Because you're going to come through this fast and you're going to be so yoked and so bonded in perfect union with the Spirit of God, you're going to be in rhythm. Come on. Are you getting this tonight? You're going to be in rhythm with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be in sync with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be walking step by step with the Holy Spirit. It's not going to be hard. It's going to be full of joy. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Can I get maybe one more amen than that one? All right, Matthew 6. Oh, my God, he made it. Matthew 6. Oh, my gosh, we're there. Wow. Matthew 6. I want you to write this down tonight. The three-chord strand. Write it down. The three-chord strand. And the three-chord strand is this. It is praying, and it is giving, and it is fasting. The three-chord strand. Put this in your notes tonight. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. In verse 12, it says, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and yet a three-chord strand is not easily broken. 
So here's the three-chord strand. It's when you give, it's when you pray, and it's when you fast. What is it? It's when you give, it's when you pray, and it's when you fast. It doesn't say if you, if you fast. It doesn't say if you pray. It doesn't say if you give. It says when you pray. It's quiet in this Lutheran church. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at Matthew 6. And remember, the Word of God is alive. The author is present every time you read it. So let the Holy Spirit talk through the text tonight. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, Matthew 6. I'm going to begin to read in verse 1. Examine your motives to make sure that you're not showing off when you do your good deeds. Only to be admired by others. Otherwise, you will lose your reward of your heavenly Father. So when you give to the poor, don't announce it and make a show of it just to be seen by people like the hypocrites in the streets and in the marketplace. Isn't that odd? I mean, Jesus just draws really big attention to that, that what they were doing, hypocrisy. Now, they've already received their reward, but when you demonstrate generosity, do it with a pure motive and without drawing attention to yourself and give secretly And your Father who sees all you do will reward you openly. Now, I want to pause right there. I want to say tonight, I love to know that about our Father, about our Papa. Isn't that awesome? Jesus came to do what? He came to reveal the Father. Jesus had the audacity to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He came to reveal the Father. And I love this. He wanted you and I to to know this characteristic and this dimension of our Father. The Father delights in what He watches over in the secret place in our lives. He wants, He desires to reward you in the open. I'm glad five are excited about that. It's awesome. I'm so thankful Jesus told us this. Father wants to reward you in the open. That's not your motive. It's not what you're looking for, but he says, no, he watches. And he watches what is happening in the secret place. I love it. And whenever you pray, you be sincere. And not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying before others in the meetings and on the street corners. Believe me, they already have received in full their reward. But whenever you pray, you go into the innermost chamber and be alone with Father God, praying to Him in secret. And your Father, who sees all that you do, will reward you openly. There it is again. And when you pray, there is no need to repeat empty phrases, praying like those who don't know God. Wow. For they expect God that will hear them because of their many words. There's no need to imitate them. Since your Father already knows what you have need of before you ask of Him, pray like this. Our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may, your, may the glory of your name be the center of which our lives turn. Isn't that good? Manifest your kingdom. Manifest your kingdom realm. Cause your every purpose to be fulfilled in the earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. 
And we acknowledge you as our provider of all that we need each day. Forgive us of the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Let's pause right there. You learn how to give forgiveness by receiving forgiveness. Jesus said, freely you have received. Now go and freely what? Give. You learn how to love by receiving love. You learn how to be gracious to others by receiving grace from the Lord yourselves. Let me take it to a higher level. You actually learn how to give power by receiving power. Let's go back to the text. Forgive us of the wrongs that we have done. As we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us, rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. And when you pray, aren't these words powerful? When you pray. Make sure you forgive all the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. Man, that's sobering. And when you fast, it doesn't say if you fast. Everybody see that? It says when you fast. Don't be like those who pretend to be spiritual. They want everyone to know they're fasting. So they appear in public looking miserable. <laughs> and gloomy and disheveled. Believe me, they've already received the reward in full. When you fast, don't let it be obvious, but instead wash your face, groom yourself, and realize that your Father is in the secret place is the one who is watching all that you do in secret and will continue to reward you openly. I'm going to pause again. When you're in this fast this week and your body is aching and your body is crying out and you're putting your flesh on the altar, I want to encourage you when it hurts, and it's going to be good when it hurts, offer your bodies unto God as a a living sacrifice. It's it's good when it hurts. It's It's good when it costs us. It's good When it hurts, remember this. When you are aching, when you are challenged, when you're breaking through the threshold of headaches, when you're going through all that comes with this fast, remember that when your body is aching, your body is actually interceding and praying, even though you're not releasing words out of your mouth. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Apostle Paul said. Do you not know that you yourselves are the temple of the living God and the Spirit of God lives and dwells within you? When your body is aching in anguish through this fast and you're craving and crying out to God, remember, your body has the ability to release prayers and fragrance unto the Lord. Fasting is worship unto the Lord. What verse are we in? 16. 19. 19. Don't keep hoarding for yourselves earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts and decay and loses its value. Instead, stockpile heavenly, I love that, stockpile heavenly treasure for yourself. 
that cannot be stolen, and they will never rust and decay and lose their value. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. That's a powerful word. How many of you know that you are the treasure of the king? That's why you're so greatly pursued by God. I want you to jump over now to verse 31. And so then, forsake your worries. Why would you say, well, what will we eat and what will we drink and what will we wear for? That is what unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly Father already know the things your body requires? Oh, so above all, here it is. Seek first the kingdom of God. Here it is. But above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. But deal with each challenge that comes your way. One day at a time, tomorrow will take care of itself. Somebody say amen. amen. When you give and when you pray and when you fast. Now, in review, Jesus is saying that this is, this is a matter of the heart. Fasting is the matter of the heart. It's the matter of the motive. It's about the motive of the Lord seeing and it's, it's like David said, Lord, investigate my heart and make it clean. Investigate my heart and make it clean. Look through and peer through my spirit, through my imaginations, through my thought life, through, through the, the realm of my thought. Investigate me, Lord. And then Jesus says, Father loves to reward his sons and his daughters. Because he's not looking at the outward appearance. Fasting, grab a hold of this. Fasting is about drawing close to fresh intimacy with the Lord. Fasting is what cultivates fresh sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Fasting helps you to develop and discipline your inner life. I'm going to say that again. Fasting helps you to develop... Fasting helps you to d discipline your inner life. Fasting helps you with your thought life. Fasting, fasting actually fastens, fastens, excuse me, your thoughts to the Lord. It anchors yourself to the Lord, what you meditate upon. Isaiah was the one that says that the Lord awakens me. He awakens my ear to the voice of the Lord. Fasting, when you're crying out to the Lord, when you are aching, Again, you are being tuned to the frequency of heaven, to the voice of the Lord. Are you with me tonight? Fasting and prayer is a sacred trust. Again, I, I'm saying it to you like this because it's about what happens in the secret place. Fasting and prayer is a sacred trust, a personal devotion and love unto the Lord. Remember how Jesus taught, Matthew 6, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, Again, these are not 
These are not religious duties that we do as the household, household of God, as the family of God. These are actually love languages that we offer unto the Lord. I say it to you like that because how many of you are familiar with Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages? Well, I want to give it to you tonight like this. Fasting is a love language unto the Lord. And I want you to grab hold of that and, and, and have a level of renewing your mind to that so that you don't run from, from fasting. So you're not afraid of fasting. And fasting is not for uh, uh, over-radically zealots, okay? Fasting, it, you know, Paul said, it's, it's your reasonable service unto God. To offer yourself as a living sacrifice. We're not radical. I mean, my God, church, we're not radical to fast for seven days here at Victory. And we've been doing it differently. I mean, normally we've been going right into January at 21 days. That'll skin you alive. <laughs> Thank God it's seven. Jesus emphasized the secret place. I love this. Out of love and intimacy with the Father. And what happens is, is that we, we begin to groan and yearn for the secret place of being with God. We, we have to, we all understand this. We all, we, we all have to be pruned from being out there doing stuff to be seen by other people. I mean, my God, people can't even go out on the streets and take care of the, you know, the poor and the homeless without having a video camera following them. And it just, it, that, that kind of stuff bothers me. I mean, we, we, we can't, it's like we can't do anything in the church anymore. People have called and asked us, why don't you guys, why don't you guys live stream your intercessory prayer? I mean, that's just laughable. Oh, my God. If people saw what we actually do in this church in prayer, you think this service is radical. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, seriously, I mean, we, don't, we don't need to put everything out there. We don't need to, you know, hang. How many of you remember when we used to hang our laundry out in the back, in the backyard? How many of you remember that? I turned 50 this year. I remember very well this laundry hanging out there. It, it's embarrassing. Y'all get the point. We, 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 don't, we need to live in such a way. We, we need to be pruned away that we stop doing everything to be seen. And that we begin to just love the journey of being hidden with God. God has never called us to be famous. God has called us to be faithful. And it's about enjoying the hidden life with the Lord so that we, we take on a lifestyle. This is, this is not just, just, just an act of fasting seven days. This is to introduce a lifestyle because as much as revival... Revival is not an event. Revival is a living lifestyle. Awakening is not an event. It is a lifestyle. Fasting is not an event. It becomes a lifestyle. And fasting is the method that prunes us and it gets us away from doing everything to be seen by others. And it brings us into a more pure and disciplined life that we can just live for the king. And it doesn't matter who sees us. It doesn't matter who pats us on the back and on the butt and validates us and tells us how great we are. Man, what happened to my amen corner? 
Pastor, validate me. Validate me tonight. Validate. <laughs> oh, my. This is, this is not a revelation. But I want to invite you into something. There is so much more of the king that he longs for us to experience. There is so much more of Jesus and our Father and the Holy Ghost that he longs for you and I to experience. And you may have walked with God in here five years, ten years, thirty years, fifty years. I tell you humbly, there's so much more. There is, there is oceans, oh my gosh, there are bottomless oceans of the glory of God yet to experience in the Lord. Bottomless, bottomless oceans of the person of Jesus. Bottomless oceans of the Holy Spirit's tangible presence and His transformational power. I've written, in, in Bold as Lions, I wrote about Dietrich Bonhoeffer's life, I, and I, I'm so inspired by him, and those of you that are part of this family know that I, I'm, just, I'm so inspired by his story, a mighty theologian, a spy, this is during World War II, during Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich, and, and Dietrich Bonhoeffer was hunted down. He, he was just a mighty, mighty man of God that stood against Adolf Hitler, stood against it all. The SS hunted him down, imprisoned him. He was, he was murdered in the prime of his life. But he had a friend named Karl Barth. And he was a mighty theologian. And, and, and Dietrich Bonhoeffer was so inspired by Karl's life. He loved his writings, he loved his teachings, and, and he partnered with him. And Karl Barth wrote these words. He said, he said eternity will, will be like swimming in the mind of God forever. Eternity will be like swimming in the mind of God forever. I remember when those words branded my spirit. And where am I going with the point? I, I'm telling you there's bottomless oceans of God to experience and there's so much more of Him that we can experience during offering this time unto God in this fast. I, I want you to experience the beauty of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, the goodness of God. But I also want you to be able to bear up under God saying, I want to share my burden with you. I want you to feel what I feel. Stay with me right now. You need to stay with me. During this fast, the Lord could really, really touch you and let you feel something about the United States of America that you've, not, that you've been building up walls of insulation to so it, it doesn't touch you anymore. And the Lord may touch you afresh to burden you with His burden. Receive it. Are you still with me? I was looking to see who got up and left. <laughs> I was preaching in a church one time. It was so dead that a guy near the back had a heart attack and died. And when the EMS team showed up, they carried out five rows of pews to find the right guy.
All right, back to the word. <laughs> it was a joke. Just pinch somebody next to you. It, it was a joke. I want to encourage you in the fast. Start this fast with joy and expectation. Write it down. Joy and expectation. For what? For what, Brian? Fresh revelations of God. Fresh revelations of God. The God that we worship. The God that we worship, that we sing about, that, that we scream our voices out. The God that we run around a sanctuary for. <laughs> Take every day to soak, soak in God. Take every day, soak in worship. Take every day to be in the Word. I've said this many times, I, and, and I love the picture, and I forget which book I wrote it in, whether it was the fire book or the lion's book, but I, I, want, you, I want you to look at the Word of God as, that are sitting in your laps as oceans, and I want you to see yourself just putting on your, your deep sea scuba gear and going deep sea diving into the Word of God. And just go exploring. Just go exploring. I, I, I would encourage you to actually study in 2023 like that this whole year. Allow yourself to get stuck in chapters. I get stuck in chapters, and what I mean by that is I just keep going deep sea diving into chapters, and man, the Lord just keeps unfolding and unfolding, and there's new rhema and revelation, and things that I thought I read so many times, suddenly it's just alive, and it's burning, and it, it just comes fresh in me. And as you soak, remember this during your fast, listen and journal, and I want to put it down, listen and journal. You're going to get ideas during this fast. You're going, to get, you're going to get God ideas. You're going to get God reminders. God's going to speak to you and say, get this in order. Get this in order. Let's tidy this up. The Lord's going to speak to many of you, and he's going to say, I want you to give this. And this happens, you know, like removing the clutter. And this, this is, it, it, it becomes an exciting thing. An exciting thing. And I don't know who it was that taught me maybe decades ago, but God will get it to you to get it through you. How many of you have ever heard that? Sure you have. God will get it to you to get it through you. That, that means we, we actually live a lifestyle of being a storehouse. We live a lifestyle of being a reservoir. And what happens is in fasting, what's, the Lord will just highlight something and say, I want you to give this. And it's not that it's a bad clutter. It's just in your storehouse. And the Lord say, I want you to give this. I want you to pass this along. That's happened to me a lot during fast. I want you to give this watch away. I want you to give these shirts away. I want you to give these boots away. I want you to give whatever. Don't ask me for these boots I'm wearing tonight. <laughs> I'm not giving them to you in Jesus' name. I'm not doing it. I believe that this fast, I believe this fast is setting us up for revival and awakening on a scale that we've been dreaming about. I believe it. I believe it. We're in revival. 
Revival's in the air. I say catch it if you can. Catch it if you can. <laughs> oh, it's moving in the wind, and the dawn is breaking. Oh, lift your eyes to see. I should write a song. He's better than you dreamed. <laughs> and everything you lost, love's returning. What is that? It's a year of divine recovery. I just fell into that. So good. I want you to, each day of the fast, take time to worship. Take time to really worship until you really break into worship. Some people don't understand what's going on here at this church. You know, they're used to going to church where worship is 17 minutes, and they don't understand what we're doing. It's, it's like a revolving door at Victory all the time. People walk up, what is this place? What are you doing? And if you listen to all the church growth gurus, people can't stand and worship more than 18 minutes in church. Those are some really smart guys. So we're just trying to do the exact opposite. <laughs> worship until you really break through and worship in your fast. Worship until you're broken and humble before the Lord. And then let the tears flow down your face and lift your hands. I, I've said this many times, and I'm not being hard and I'm not being cruel. But listen, if you only raise your hands in church, you're on the brink of a dangerous place called hypocrisy. Your hands should be lifted in your home. Your hands should be lifted when you're driving down the road and you're listening to worship. You know, keep a hand on the wheel. <laughs> Trying to be pastoral. It was a word of wisdom, Nathan. Keep one hand on the wheel and the other. <laughs> There's Philip in the fast. Uh, there. <laughs> but don't just raise your hands in church, friend. Raise your hands every day. Raise your hands every day. Be with God every day. En encounter God every day. May this fast break you into amazing new thresholds of the heart of God. Because there's oceans more of Him to encounter and experience. I, I have a whole other portion of this message to go. And I, I just feel like the Lord's uh, telling me, no, you're, you're, you're landing right here. And that's going to be okay. Is that okay? Fasting opens the doorway to a more powerful, intimate relationship with the Lord. When you pray, when you give, when you fast. And lastly, I want to I say this. <clears throat> if, you're, if you're new to us and we have some new, new folks, we don't put a heavy on people that you've got to go water only. Most of us go water only. But... <clears throat> If you need to go two, three days, water only, then get on juice or get on fruits. Just, we're, we're not, we're, we don't leverage things. We don't, we're not heavy-handed on people. Ask the Lord how to do it, right? And just yield to it. 
okay? And again, it's between you and the Lord. You don't, you don't have to come in and check with me, you know, and, and let me know, hey, I, 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 went, I went this many days and I did, oh, well, great, you know, gold stars on the fridge. You know, it's, it's not like that. <laughs> it's not like that. Just be free in your fast. I want to liberate you in this. I want to help you. And I also want to speak to, to those of you, you, you've been fighting health things. You've, you have been over, some of you online right now, part of this family. I mean, you've been fighting things. Just, just let the Holy Spirit lead you throughout these seven days, okay? And, and, and do what you are supposed to do, okay? And be free in it. Amen? It, I, I would just say tonight has been an epic night. It's been a powerful night. Powerful night. I don't know what happened in the beginning. I, I know we had technical issues and problems. I saw people running around on the stage. And they weren't running because of the fire of the Holy Spirit. They were, <laughs> they were running to fix things and help our team and serve our team. And our team was just trying to get in the zone and find it. And I'm, but you know what? It's just been amazing what happened in this place in worship. I mean, it is spectacular, isn't it, Cody? It's spectacular. It's a kiss of God. It's just been a beautiful night. Those of you that are visiting tonight, I'm seeing brand new faces. We just welcome you. Welcome to victory. And uh, may the Lord just delight in you this year. And um, praise God. Why don't we all stand? <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. I'd like our, I'd like our <clears throat> altar team to prepare themselves and get ready to minister. And you all know what that means. And then I'd like you to join me. Those of you on our prayer team, I want you to join me right up here in the altars once you're ready. There's a lot of special things. I don't, I don't want you to be distracted because we're about to dismiss. There's a lot of special things happening here at Victory. And the Lord gets all the credit. He gets all the glory for it. One of our just one of our little children just even last week had an amazing encounter here at Victory with an angel. Powerful, powerful encounter. People are being healed here at Victory. Whatever level of need that you have. Here's the great news. This is Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There you are. Jesus Christ, He's what? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. Jesus is still the healer. He's still the mender, the restorer. He's, he restores broken hearts. Whatever you've gone through... I make you this promise. The Lord can heal you of it. I could take this mic and throw it around this room, and I'm telling you, you are surrounded by people who have experienced radical transformational power from within. 
There are things that have happened to all of us in life that are just unexplainable. But the Holy Spirit came and rescued us. He rescued us. He redeemed us. And He set us free. Tonight, that may be you. It just could be right where you're at. And you're like, Lord, I don't even know what to do with this. And I need, I need your power to heal me. He is the Lord, our healer. And I just pray, Lord, tonight, let's lift our hands all over the auditorium together in faith that healing wonders, healing wonders are released. In bodies and, and in minds and, and in the soulless realm. Healing in the place of memories. Healing in the place of imaginations. Healing in... I, we just speak healing, the release. I want the altar team to just join your faith with me on this. We just speak the release and we speak freedom to people who, who have suffered major trauma. In Jesus' name. And Lord, that, Lord, that you set them free and you unchain them from that experience. And you bring deliverance tonight. Would you just say amen to that? Hallelujah. We want to open the altars tonight. We want to minister to you. We want to pray with you. We believe in the laying on of hands. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're not ashamed of the power of God here at Victory. We are not ashamed of the power of God. He's here. And so tonight, on any level that you have a need, we want to pray for you. Now, lastly, the most important thing I have to say to you at this moment, there could be those that are in this room, you're, you don't know the Lord, or you once walked with the Lord and had a, a growing, budding, vibrant relationship with Jesus, but something happened in your life. Something broke the flow of relationship with the Lord. You went, you went through a betrayal. You went through a divorce. You went through the death of a family member. You went, what, what, I don't know. You went through something and it broke the relationship and it broke your trust in the Lord. I tell you tonight, tonight is the night to return home and restore relationship with the Lord. And if you're in this place and you don't know the Lord and you're saying, you would say tonight, Brian, I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of my life. Or you would say, Brian, I want to restore relationship. I have been in a terrible place or a wrong place and I'm coming home tonight. I want to restore relationship. Quickly, look this way, look this way. If you do not know the Lord and you want to make Him your Savior this night, or you've been away and you said, tonight I'm coming home. I want you to wave at me so I can see you. I need to know. This is so important. I need to know. Just wave at me so I don't miss you. Over here? Yes. Yes. God bless you. Let's give God praise for this right here.
to those who raise their hand, when you, I want you to come down and go to the person you feel led to go to. When you get down here, I want you to let them know I was the one who raised my hand. And they're going to pray with you to restore your fellowship and your life with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, church. That's it. That's it. The altars are open. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we release a blessing on you tonight. May this be a miracle week for you. May the Lord give you supernatural strength in your time of fasting, in your time of intimacy. May the Lord raise you up on eagle's wings. And may He strengthen you and renew you. May you flow this week in the power of the Spirit. May this week you remember you are a mighty ambassador of the King and the kingdom of God. And may miracles and signs and wonders flow through your life. In Jesus' name, amen. We bless you. The altars are open. Those, those that raise their hand, make sure you come down. Acknowledge yourself to the person that you come to. They're going to pray for you. Good night, everybody.